0: Hello, my beautiful friends and family, and welcome back to the Speech with Rach podcast. My name is Rachel Musial, M-A-C-C-C-S-L-P. And it's been a hot second since we've all talked to each other, just one-on-one, guys. Um, my most recent episode, I shared a little bit with a new guest. I've been having a few new guests on the podcast. And last week, I did not have an episode. That's because. I was with my family being present, and I've really been working the past. I mean, I always have, but especially this past few weeks and month, I have really been working on expanding my knowledge and practice when it comes to mindfulness and meditation and truly living in the moment. And this was something that I struggled with for so long many years. And so today I want to share with you a little bit more about mindfulness and some of my tips for living in the present moment. Ways that I do it in my life and the ways that you can try to implement it into yours. So without further ado, let's get started. If you put my name in Google, I can almost guarantee that the word mindfulness would pop up with it, (laughs) and it's because mindfulness has truly changed the way that I look at life. Um, I shared this before in a past podcast when I kind of went a little bit more in depth into what mindfulness is, but I really wanted to Go into how it has really affected me and some of my tips for living in the present moment. As I've shared before, I am diagnosed with anxiety and depression and ADHD. And something that's interesting about anxiety and depression is it really coincides with not being present. When we are anxious, We are looking towards the future, wondering, worrying, having that what-if mentality. A lot of times when we're living in the future, we are worrying and we are stressing, and that's anxiety. Living in the past, being stuck, maybe wishing things were a different way, is depression. And mindfulness is living in this moment. So mindfulness, as someone that is diagnosed with anxiety and depression, has really helped me manage those things because it kind of allows me to find a sweet spot between two extremes that I have tended to go to in my past. Now, when people say, like, how do you get someone started in mindfulness? Like, how do you right now connect to the present moment? And something that I say is using grounding as a great way to get you started. So grounding is a technique or a practice where you are reconnecting with the energy around you by focusing on your senses. In the speech therapy world, I use this technique with myself and with my kiddos. The reason for it is because as human beings, we have energy. Ions going through our body all the time. And when we move from one task to the next, to the next, it is chaos. When we ground, we reconnect or really harmonize and stabilize our energy so we are more level headed and present to handle or manage anything that comes our way. So you can practice grounding in so many different ways. One of the best ways to practice it is to go outside and truly be one with nature. Taking your shoes off, getting in the grass, stepping into Mother Earth. However, you can practice grounding on a day-to-day basis to help you be more mindful. And here's how. So a few weeks ago, I was out to dinner with my boyfriend. And it was like one of the first weekends after Colorado had opened up to full indoor dining, so we had not really eaten inside in a long time. And he went to the bathroom, and the typical tendency that I would do would be to fill the space by grabbing my phone, because sometimes just sitting with nothing is a little bit uncomfortable. But instead, I said, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself, and I'm going to be mindful and use this moment to practice a mindfulness technique. So I started by closing my eyes just for a second, and I took a few deep belly breaths, inhaling through the nose for three seconds, holding it, and audibly exhaling through the mouth for six seconds. And then I opened my eyes and I said, I'm going to connect with each of my senses in this present moment. What do I see? I see a happy couple over in the corner laughing and drinking wine. What do I hear? I hear the hustle and bustle of the kitchen. Knives, forks clinking against each other. What do I smell? Mm, I smell warm bread that's coming to my table soon. What do I feel? I feel a napkin crossing my lap. And what do I taste? I taste the Prosecco that is in my mouth and I am currently drinking. And what do I feel? I feel present. Grateful that I'm even able to be in this space because months ago I was not able to. I'm so grateful for this moment, even if it is such a simple moment. And by doing that, I have found that I find so much more joy and beauty in everyday simple moments because those are the moments that tend to pass us by right? But that's life. Life is made up of all of these little moments. So when someone is going to me and saying, I'm not in my head, how do I do this? It's the first exercise I kind of direct them towards. Doing it in an everyday activity or in a quiet space. And what you can start to do is then increase the number of times that you are practicing grounding or being present. So, instead of drinking your morning coffee and reading, just drink your morning coffee. Instead of walking to the car and thinking about your clients, what you forgot, focus on the sensation and the the experience of solely walking to your car. And while you're doing all of these things, the most important thing is that you're not judging, rather you're observing and acknowledging In college, or sorry, not in college, in grad school, I was blessed enough that I did have a professor that I truly connected with, or a clinical advisor. And she loved mindfulness, and she actually took our class through a month-long mindfulness course. So each week we would meet, she would take us through mindfulness exercises, journal exercises, and we would discuss and practice. And I actually was her assistant in this course. And I took data on this, and I actually ended up presenting at ISHA, the Illinois Speech and Hearing Conference, on the effects of mindfulness on graduate students. And who would have thought that that little experience then would have really launched me into this love for mindfulness. And what she had us do in those few weeks, was practice mindfulness in everyday activities. So we did a mindful eating activity where we ate a raisin and then a grape and compared to the difference. Mindful walking, mindful coffee drinking, mindful breathing. And I think that practicing those things allowed them to become more automatic. We know the brain is plastic. The more you do something, the more the brain will habitually do something. If you start to implement these practices on a day-to-day basis, it will become more habitual for you. It just will. The brain's a muscle, right? So start by being mindful, by grounding and using an everyday activity in your life and taking in all parts of it, noticing it and not judging it. Now, another way that you can be mindful is simply by noticing when you're not mindful. The minute you catch yourself being anxious or being depressed, you have then brought your attention to the present moment and are then mindful. So when you catch yourself worrying or being anxious, don't judge yourself. Don't demean yourself. Notice it and say, why am I thinking in this way? What can I do right now to bring my attention to this present moment? Why am I wondering? Why am I worrying? What purpose is this serving? And so often, guys, we miss so much of our life because we're thinking about the next thing, and that next thing comes, and then we're thinking about the next thing, right? Life is just a series of changing circumstances. And recently when I read The Power of Now, which I highly recommend, um, and, and actually I recommend reading Practicing the Power of Now. It's kind of like an abridged version by Eckhart Tolle. And what he says in there is preferences just cause trouble. When we have resistance and when we tell our lives that it should be one way, it should be this, it should be that, Rather than to just be open in the moment, that's when we feel dysfunction, worry, and pain. So much of our unhappiness, our anxiety in life is caused by us, guys. So know how powerful the mind is and that you can control it. You just have to be aware. Now, To prove to you guys that I'm not crazy when when I'm recommending all this stuff, I want you to know that this is so important to me that I really spend time researching and looking at multiple sources and multiple forms of information to ensure that what I'm sharing is honest and has science behind it. I love that mindfulness has become such a buzzword, but it's important that what we're preaching is backed up by. Authors, valid sources, science, support. And so I want to share with you where I get my ideas. And the strategy that I just gave you was from Practicing the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And this is what it says. In your everyday life, you can practice this by taking any routine activity that normally is only a means to an end and giving it your fullest attention so that it becomes an end in itself. For example, every time you walk up and down the stairs in your house or place of work, pay close attention to every step, every moment, even your breathing. Be totally present. Or when you wash your hands, pay attention to all the sensations, perceptions associated with this activity. The sound and the feel of water, the movement of your hands, the scent of soap, and so on. Or when you get into your car, after you close the door, pause for a few seconds and observe the flow of your breath. Become aware of a silent but powerful sense of presence. There is one certain criterion by which you can measure your success in this practice. The degree of peace that you feel within. The single most vital step on your journey towards enlightenment is this. Learn to disidentify from the mind. Every time you create a gap in the stream of mind, the light of your consciousness grows stronger. One day you may catch yourself smiling at the voice in your head as you would smile at the antics of a child. This means that you no longer take the content of your mind all that seriously as your sense of self does not depend on it. Y'all, we are not our mind. Because we can observe it, we are not it. So acknowledge it, notice it. And again, don't get down on yourself when you're maybe not being present, but let yourself know that you have the power to bring it back. And using this activity, like grounding, can allow you to do so. Now, another great way to trick your brain So believing that you are a present person, even if maybe you are not yet, is to tell it that it is. I've talked a lot about positive affirmations, and this month, you guys, all of my affirmations are focused on mindfulness. So they are all affirmations about bringing your attention to the present moment, accepting this moment, and living life without resistance or expectation. You may have seen on Instagram that I have been releasing these posts throughout the week, You can also receive your 30-day calendar in your inbox if you are not on my newsletter yet. You need to be, because that's the only way you can get it. So usually bi-weekly, every other Tuesday, I shoot out an email with freebies, my recommendations, things I've been loving, yada, yada, yada. So if you're not already joining along, that's another great way to work on mindfulness this month. Because all of my posts and affirmations are really focused on training your brain into living in this present moment. I tell my brain all the time I am here and I am present. The only moment I have is now. I am here and I am present. This is the only moment. The more you say it, the more you will believe it. So please, please, please continue to follow along with me on my challenge. Last month was so awesome, and I would love to see your involvement again. Last but not least, continue to share with me what resonates with you. I love to see your reviews, your ratings, and your messages all about this podcast. And the more you do that, the more it shares my message and allows it to get to the people that really need it. So if you think that this podcast episode resonates with you or with someone in your family or friend group, post it, send it to them, share it. We don't need to keep this amazingness for ourselves. We want to share this with the world. So help me get the message out there. And I appreciate each and every one of you that does. Thank you again for taking some time to listen to my little corner of the internet I really think that mindfulness is achievable for all of us, and we just need to change the way that we view the world and the way that we talk to ourselves. Thank you again for your time. I'm sending you all love and light, and I'll see you next time.